and welcome to the Pack Heavy podcast. Now this podcast is for anyone who works in the hospitality and food manufacturing industries who use flexible packaging to get their products to market. Featuring interviews with guests who have traveled the path that you're on so that you can learn from their successes and failures and engage in the mindset required to go all in on your vision. I call this mindset the Pack Heavy mentality and it's primarily driven by deliberate action and extreme organization. You gather market intelligence, put a strong plan in place, organize the appropriate resources, and then confidently test your hypothesis against reality. So if you're ready to pack heavy on your vision, you're in the right place, and I'm excited to have you here. Good morning, and welcome to episode 67, where today I have a guest, Rushed Khan, who is the owner of Baraka Eats, along for a good chat. Established in 2018, Baraka Eats manufactures frozen, gourmet, South Asian-influenced ready-to-eat meals. Their products are certified halal, preservative-free, and use local, antibiotic-free, and grass-fed beef, and chicken with a great selection of vegan and gluten-free options as well. And they are all produced in small batches in a HACCP-certified facility located in Surrey, BC. Baraka Eats can be found in over 100 local grocery stores around BC, online, and at Vancouver-based weekend farmers markets. Today's episode with Rush takes a deep dive into the Baraka Eats business model and covers some early wins and failures that has ultimately led them to their current success. Having grown up and exposed to every facet of the family restaurants and in combination with the completion of his MBA in 2015, Rushed has built the perfect foundation to grow the Baraka Eats team into strategic and key new markets and territories well into the future. Before we start today's conversation with Rushed, as usual, just a quick two-minute mention of our show sponsor, Foodpack. Now, I talk a lot about our stock bags and custom printed packaging here at Foodpack, which is a core pillar of what we do, and our quality is outstanding, pricing is spot on, and we work hard to nail down exactly what your product's barrier and shelf life needs are and how your consumer will interact with the bag. So this shouldn't be a difficult transaction for you, and it's something that we knock out of the park every day. One thing that I would like to highlight, though, is our equipment offering, like Cipramac vacuum chamber machines, Plexpack band sealers, and Repack tray sealers and thermoformers. Always start by sitting down to discuss your current output requirements and always ensure that the capital investment that you're about to embark on is capable of growing well into the future with you. As well as the equipment, we also have an outstanding in-house service and tech team, which is available to maintain and work on all of your equipment to keep you operational 24-7. So if you're looking to get into the retail market for the first time and looking for packaging, or you would like me to assess your existing packaging and equipment program, head on down into the show notes and check out our website by scrolling down and clicking on the link. And feel free to get in touch with me directly by emailing me at hayden at foodpack.ca or by calling me on 604-360-679-0. Rush, welcome to the show. Hey, Hayden. Well, How- happy to be here. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, you and I have obviously met a while ago, and I actually met you for the first time at the trade show put on by Andrea Gray Grant a while ago. That's and uh, you were there with your sister, but I've forgotten her name. Uh, Orba. Orba. That's right. Yeah. yeah, no, we had a great chat, mate. So obviously a lot has happened since then. I also saw you guys at the Planted Expo as well. So yes. mate, a lot to discuss, but where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, so grew up in here. My family's originally from Pakistan. Yep. Uh, so they migrated. We, we immig- Well, I was born there actually. Um, and we immigrated to, to California. We lived in Los Angeles uh, for a number of years. My dad came a little bit earlier. We lived there for about eight, nine years. And then we immigrated to Canada and we've been in Surrey, BC since 1998. So basically grown, grown up in Surrey. Yeah. And yeah, I still live in Surrey. So that's kind of like where we are now. That's awesome. And you grew up in the family business. Family business. Yeah, for sure. I've been involved for like 16, 17 years now, since 2005, since the beginning of, of the launch, basically. 
yeah uh worked all all positions uh you know started off as a family pop mom and pop shop uh, yeah and it grew right so one thing that was really fun was being part of it uh, mm. from from the beginning and our mm -hmm. parents kept us involved and then as it grew then we grew with it and even throughout high school university and then even now in this new wave we're still part of it so yeah yeah absolutely to the next level and that was goldberg restaurant goldberg yeah goldberg yeah. yeah and you guys are coming up 17 years 17 years yeah it's crazy crazy to think about it <laughs> yeah and are your parents been in the hospitality industry like is this the industry that they've always been a part of or was it something that um, was new to them no, it was new to them. So before this, well, my dad had run uh, a fish and chips uh, restaurant for a couple of years with a partner in the early 2000s. Yeah. So that gave him a little bit of experience. And then mm. they're just naturally like they just love cooking, hospitality. So mm. we used to have a lot of like dinner parties at home, people come in. So a lot of testing yep. uh, in that way, the uh, training. But uh, before that, when we were in Los Angeles, he used to work at LAX. Uh, from Malaysia Airlines. So we worked right. in load control. So very different kind of background. Yeah. Um, he had been in Japan for a few years before that. Uh, so different. This is very different than uh, kind of what he had done in the past, but it's yeah. something that just came naturally to them. Yeah. And yeah, they just got started. Uh, there weren't many Pakistani halal restaurants uh, mm -hmm. in the area at the time. Uh, we were one of the first ones. So uh, that really gave it a boost that, you know, there was something new. So, and it grew. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not really part of their background, but it's something that kind of de developed, they developed their skills and then they pass it on to us. And now yep. it's, you know, we're trying to kind of take it to the next level. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say like, you know, from going from a food service business into the CPG world is a leap and something that you guys are in the process of doing because right. Baraka officially launched in 2018. 2018, and yeah. 2018. Yeah. So tell us about sort of the birth of Baraka Eats, sort of what sparked the idea and, and how you went about getting the business up and running. It's interesting, actually. So this, the idea was in the works for a long time. Um, as as, as we, we talked about, the restaurant launched in 2005. Mm -hmm. uh, we expanded in 2009 to a second location, uh, and then 2015 to a third location. And then we had a catering truck all at the same time. So we, at wow. one point, we actually had three locations and a catering truck yeah. and a production catering center that was dedicated pretty much all towards catering. Yeah. Uh, so that didn't leave much time for kind of anything else, but this is something that we kind of like thought about for years. So it was like, you know, you can go back five, 10 years kind of thing, like just discussions that we have at the dinner table. Okay. Mm -hmm. How can we kind of like, okay. Our parents wanted us involved in the business or me in particular, but it was kind of like, you know, you, you need to get, you need to go to school. Education was a big thing as it is in most South Asian yeah. uh, families that, you know, you need to go to school. Uh, get your degree uh, and, you know, achieve something, right? Uh, mm. And, you know, if you're going to be working with the family business, it, it can't be kind of what you're doing right now. You know, you need to kind of push it forward, right? Yeah. So it wasn't always in the back of my head that I'd be expanding this. It's just something that kind of like, you know, uh, the idea kept on growing that, okay, how can we do this? So one idea, my mom actually, uh, it, was, it was one of, I guess she was kind of the backbone with this. She, she was always... Uh, thinking about new ideas on how we could kind of scale this mm -hmm. and kind of bring our food, you know, to, to more dinner tables, right. You know, take it, take it across, you know, the city, the province, you know, and, you know, eventually across the country, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it was, it was something that we had talked about. It was just a matter of like time. Uh, I talked to you actually about this at the trade show that we mm -hmm. actually bought our first food 
uh, pack uh, ceiling machine back, I think 2013, 2014, like a while ago. So yeah, because, yeah, yeah. We, we, we were, we were thinking about this, but we just didn't know where to get started. Yeah. And we didn't even know kind of what this machine would do to be honest. Right. Like, it's funny to like talk about this, but it's like, Hey, we had an idea and yeah. people really uh, pushed for it too. We had customers that would tell us, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm traveling. Can you freeze some of your products for me? Uh, I'm going to cross the border with it, take it to Seattle or like Calgary or wherever. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so we would do that. And then we're like, okay, uh, they're like, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this as a business? And we're like, you know what? Maybe maybe we should, right? So mm. the 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 conversation started, yeah, years ago. But yeah, like as I said, with the machine, we got it, and we're like, hey, next thing you know, we're gonna be selling at you know this store, that store, and product's gonna take off. That's yeah. not what happened. <laughs> yes. we yeah, we we didn't even know where to get started. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of just sat there, and then what ended up happening was. Um, our lease had expired for our, one of our locations. We ran that place for about 10 years. Yeah. And then we just decided that we didn't want to, to renew uh, the lease moving forward. The numbers that we were looking at, uh, they were kind of going up. And, you know, that area, that that business was mainly like a, a buffet restaurant. Right. So we're mm-hmm. like, hey, how much can we really uh, go up? So this is like probably like end of 2018. And after that location uh, was gone, we we kind of I kind of had some extra time, and then my parents were actually away uh, visiting my sister in Toronto. Uh, so they she had just gotten married, so they just kind of wanted to uh, visit her, say hello, you know, yep. uh, meet her, and things like that. And then while they were away, I had some you know some of my own time. Uh, so I was testing out things in our production kitchen. I had the uh, food pack bags, like literally sitting, sitting in our, in our, in our, in our production space. Yeah. I had the machine, uh, kind of played around with it, uh, uh, put a label on it and a fake barcode, sent my dad a picture. I'm like, Hey, I think we got something here. <laughs> Love and it. it that was the MVP. Yeah. Minimum <laughs> there. yeah. Literally. Exactly. That was the first prototype. So yeah, that's great. And had you engaged in your MBA at that stage? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, so that that is a big part of this as well because yeah. um, once I had finished my degree uh, with my mom, especially, it was like, hey, it doesn't end here. You got to go back to school, right? You need, you need, we need more, right? We need more out of you. So she wanted to maybe like a doctor or something like that, and that was kind of not really what I wanted to do. Yep. But you know, as as your parent, you know, they they're like, hey, we've immigrated here. We want to push for the best for our kids, and you know, we want you having. And not that they've had like a bad life, they've had a good life, but like, you know, something better for us. So it's like, like, you know, you gotta, exactly. You gotta, you gotta keep pushing. Uh, So then it was interesting actually, because I was looking into law. So I wanted to go into law, become a lawyer, get Mm -hmm. into corporate law. I had bought my LSAT books and I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's do this. And then I'd come across, uh, I finished my degree at uh, SFU. And then they had like a graduate uh, business program yep. uh, that they were offering. So then I was like, hey, this might be interesting because uh, the law schools I was looking at, I was like, hey, I'll probably have to move away. And I was like, pretty attached to the family business, but yep. you know, I was like, it'd be, it'd be nice if I stayed here and I did something here. I did the program, I did well in it. And then anyway, so I progressed, progressed into the MBA. Mm-hmm. And that was really an eye opener actually, because you know, a big part of it was like case studies and uh, uh, we talked a lot about scaling businesses up yep. and like, you know, entrepreneurship, marketing, all, all of those things. So that was very interesting, very eye-opening. Um, I learned a lot. Uh, there was this one case study. I remember one of our first classes where 
they talked about how there was like the steel company mm-hmm. that had been functioning for 50, 60 years. And then um, the daughter had taken over uh, the business. She had, she, she didn't have much experience in the business. I guess she was kind of working in a different position, not like, you know, a managing managerial role. Anyways, yep. the dad was getting old. He retired. She took over. The business collapsed, like I think within a few years because she made all these adjustments uh, that, you know, the company wasn't ready for. So I would share these case studies at home and my dad loved it. So he's, yeah. he's like, yeah, see, this is, this is real life. Right. So it's yeah. like, you know, you need to learn from this. And then, so that really kind of was eye opening, and I was like, okay, let's kind of like push this forward with our own business. And that's yeah. kind of another reason why we went this way. Dude, you're so lucky to have a, a testing ground, you know, and a place to go to actually like to try and prove concepts. Because, you know, one thing that I found when I was doing my master's as well is that, you know, you can get all the book smarts and you can read all of the textbooks 100%. and all of the case studies. But until 100%. you actually put it in practice, that's when things are, you know, the real learning occurs. So 100%. did you find getting your MBA valuable? Like, is it something that you think you could have, you know, obviously progressed uh, forward without it- or... It, it was valuable, yep. but obviously not everyone that has a CPG uh, business uh, has an MBA. So it's yeah. not, you don't need it. You don't yeah. need it. Of course you don't need it. Yeah. But, and a lot of the, I guess the MBA started at home, literally mm-hmm. uh, working at the family business. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the things that I even learned from my parents, like their temperament with business yeah. Yeah. Uh, was something that, you know, they had learned uh, while doing business, not yeah. from a textbook, right? You know, they have their education was in different backgrounds. None yeah. of them majored in business. Yeah, uh, I did. So I, I did have, you know, it's good. We've kind of brought some of the book smarts in and then, you know, with, uh, but like I had both, right? Because I had, had the book smarts, I had done the MBA and mm-hmm. gone to business school. But at the same time, I, I started at the grassroots level, you know, working customer service, then uh, operations, and then, you know, kind of overseeing the business. And my dad had to go away and things like that, right? And, it, you know, it, it, did, it does definitely help because it kind of made me think uh, on a larger scale. Mm. Uh, and it was a great experience, made great connections that we're uh, still connected with today. But yeah, it's, you don't need it for sure. You don't need it. Yeah. It's not a... Yeah, I hear what you're saying. There's something to be said about growing up in the business and the value of, you know, witnessing your parents go through the trials and tribulations at all. It's something that I was lucky enough to um, witness and experience. And your story actually reminds me a lot of Aaron Chin from Organica. You know, the the immigration story, the immigrant story. Right, exactly. Both of your parents, well, his dad and, and your parents, you know, rolled up their sleeves and, you know, got it done, you know, put themselves out there and just worked for years and years because these things just don't happen overnight. And then obviously no, you witnessed all of that. So it's all in, it's all in you and it's something that you can carry through yeah. as well. And, and you've got a, you've got kids now too, one or two. I've got two kids now. Yeah. I've got okay. two kids. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's now it can definitely kind of relate to kind of yeah. what they wanted for us. It's like, yeah. hey guys, the things, the decisions that I make, I'm like, Hey, I don't know if they're going to want to be part of the family business. Yeah. Obviously there's like, you know, inside hope that, you know, they do. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you know, our business means something uh, even more at, by then that, you know, yep. they, they'll be proud to be part of the business and, you know, yep. hopefully take it to the next level. But like, you know, it's not, it's like something that they need to want to do. This mm-hmm. is something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing full time. My sisters uh, are part of the family business, too, yeah. but they don't work full time. They do part time. They have their own jobs as well. Right. And then for me, it's like, this is everything. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, like I got a taste of it when I was young and I was a kid. I, I kind of don't want to let this go. Let's 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 push it forward. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to the photo that you took of, you know, the minimum viable product. You put some product in a pouch, you vacuumed it, yeah. you put a label on it and the and the barcode and so on. Yeah. Where did it go from there? Like, did you go out and did you talk to potential clients? Did you do sampling? Like 
take us through sort of the process to get to where you are today. Yeah, good question. Yeah, because honestly, we I I had no resources at that point. Uh, I had nobody like in my circle that was kind of like in this in this field. Like, yeah. okay, we we knew people that were in the restaurant industry and food and this and that, but it's like there's only so much that someone can help, like unless if they haven't done it themselves or they have mm. some experience, uh, there's there's only so much that they can like help you with. This yeah. is a totally different field. So a lot of researching. Uh, I was learning about barcodes, probably took me a couple of weeks to learn about barcodes, yeah. uh, nutrition labeling. So the one thing that I feel like I did well was I, I researched everything from scratch. I was like, mm. hey, like we, we do have food experience. Uh, we work in hospitality, but this is something completely different, right? Yeah. It's, yep. you know, it's, 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 it's a game changer. Uh, and, you know, before the customer, our customers come to us at the restaurant, right? Of course you do your marketing and then, you know, you need to have a good product, but, you know, ultimately they're coming to you. Mm. Now our product is going out to somewhere else. So it, and it needs to sell wherever it's going. Like, you know, the, the customers don't know even, even about the product, right? Yep. They're, they're, they're just there for grocery shopping. So yep. now it's like, we got to get them to buy our product. So uh, a lot of testing early on. Um, we, my, our first supplier uh, vendor uh, was a, is a local halal butcher shop, Taku mm-hmm. Halal Food. So I'm grateful to them. They were actually very helpful with uh, getting us to at least test out the product because that was amazing. Like having uh, a product in a grocery store, um, it's just like nothing like it, right? I was like, okay, mm-hmm. our products, you know, I was like in there taking photos and I was like, hey, it was like a proud moment for us. I bet. Yeah. And then, um, so that was like some testing ground. We got some feedback from initial customers. We had like small, like focus groups, gave out, gave the product to friends and family, uh, outside our circle, you know, that, so that sort of thing, like get some feedback, Hey, warm it up, give us some feedback. How does yep. it taste? And we, you know, generally it was good feedback. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. let's add. So we started with like four products. Uh, literally we, I did the design all by myself, uh, like within the family, like we'd reviewed it together, but it's like, you know, I don't have an art background or anything, but it's kind of like a, my, my wife had taken a Photoshop class in like university. So she yep. helped me learn Photoshop and then, then watch some YouTube videos and kind of put some stuff together. And then yep. everyone's like complimenting the label. And I was like, okay, like, I guess we can work with this. I uh, made sure that everything was kind of in compliance. Um, so that was one step. The other step that we did before we really started scaling was we, we got involved with a food consultant Yeah, and we kind of told him, um, what we wanted to do, what our plans were. And he's like, Hey, you need HACCP, right? You need mm-hmm. to make sure that everything is certified. When you will start talking to these bigger stores, they're going to want, um, they're going to, they're going to want to see your food safety program. So it's yep. very important. Uh, so that's one thing that we, we did kind of like immediately we're like, okay, before we, we scale this, like, you know, to a point where like, you know, we can't grow, mm-hmm. uh, without the program, we want to make sure that we do this first. And then, yep. you know, it kind of went hand in hand. Cause it's not like you get certified right away. You start the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes time, uh, before, you know, the auditor comes in and then you get approved yep. and the certification, all that, like we were working with, um, we already had a few stores at that point, like we had progressed and then uh, we were even getting into some chains and then we were talking to like uh, to the Georgia made food group mm-hmm. and, you know, the buyer liked our product. Uh, but at the same time, like uh, there's a different department that looks at food safety. Yes. Uh, so they're like, OK, you got to work with her and make sure that you have all the certification in place. So we were we were working on our HACCP programs. Just like, mm-hmm. OK, great. Like once you get certified, we'll be able to kind of, you know, look at the products more and bring them in. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what happened. Yeah. And then we were but in the meantime, we were kind of leveraging kind of our resources that we had. We were doing farmers markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting into as many stores 
as we can. Like I remember first week uh, we were able to kind of get into four stores and then I come home or like we're sharing this with our friends. They're like, hey, we have a product. Uh, they're like, oh, okay, cool. What are you doing with it? I'm like, hey, it's in these four stores. They're like, oh, okay, can I get it at Superstore? And I'm like, no, you can't get it at Superstore. I'm like, it's at the, the, these four stores, right? Yeah. Like, okay, when is it going into Costco? I'm like, oh, it's not going to Costco. Give us a break, okay. mate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is like the happiest day of my life. I, we're in four stores, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, even, even now, like we're in over a hundred something stores, but like, you know, it was prouder for me to be in those four stores because like that really meant something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's all relationship-based selling at that 100%. stage too. Yeah. hundred percent. People have to trust you, give yeah. you an opportunity. So it was, yeah. you know, big thanks to those first few stores that actually gave us a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you learn from those first four placements? Uh, it's a lot, actually. Uh, first thing is probably humility. Like uh, we had a lot of you know, good network at that point, just because we were involved in the community, had had a had a business uh, within it. But even then, like people are hesitant, right? They're like, okay, they're like, okay, we'll we'll keep it, we'll sell it, let's see if it sells, yeah, or like I don't know, and this and that. Like, okay, no, like, okay, here's a sample, try it out, right? A lot of people, you know, uh, they they were very helpful. They gave us opportunity, shelf space, um, you know, and they helped us out. And some others were very hesitant, and they they had already made up their mind that you know what. <laughs> I don't want to sell this right for whatever reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's, that's, that's probably number one. And then number two is like, you know, the grind, you got to grind, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, as I said, it's restaurant business is a different grind. This is a different grind. And, uh, it's like, okay, this is going to be kind of like a journey, Yeah. but you know, we, we can kind of do this. So, was, you know, that determination grit, definitely like, those are things that like, I learned that, okay, this is, this is something that, you know, it's going to take some time, but we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I can imagine, you know, just due to the nature of the the restaurant business as well, you guys would have had the production facility on lockdown as well as, you know, your HACCP certification and so on. So I can imagine, you know, that side of the business would have been squared away for you. There wouldn't have been any real surprises or guesses. What about shelf life? Did you guys sort of have to work towards, you know, rejigging your recipe to get the expectation that you guys needed? Yeah, that's a good question, actually, because we shelf life isn't an issue with the restaurant with this, yeah. obviously, now that are uh, freezing our product, right? Uh, it's something that we have to, to worry about, we have to put on the label, you know, the expiry vest before mm -hmm. that, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, we did our own internal kind of analysis, we'd freeze the product, um, test it after a couple weeks, after a month, uh, reheated ourselves two months, three months. Yeah. So initially, we pushed our, our shelf date was like uh, six months. Yeah. And then we so we because we couldn't put it longer than that because we we hadn't we didn't know what the product would be after six yeah. months yeah. uh now it's now it's a year and we've we've tested that out we have you know a few years under our belt that okay the product you know the color doesn't change the taste doesn't change um mm -hmm. um uh, texture and all those things um are, are okay that we you know we can say that okay for a year like you know these things are fine so it's like something yeah. that yeah we did we did test out internally yeah uh did our own kind of like work with our food consultant and then we kind of came to this result that's great now when you were working with a consultant what were the biggest questions that you guys had um everything like basically from like our consultant was great. Like Gerald did a great job of, of setting up our facility right from mm -hmm. scratch. So yep. it was kind of, it was a little bit easier because the facility that we had taken over, uh, someone was already running a food business there. Perfect. So a lot of the things were kind of yeah. set in place. And that really he helps. Had, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. He had worked with that company before. Mm -hmm. Um, so he kind of, he was familiar with the, with the food production space and, you know, yep. 
what needed to change uh, to adjust to our needs. So he he kind of he really knew what he was doing. It was really helpful. But yeah, same kind of things that like people outside, you know, they're always wondering like, okay, so like what's next? Like, is this going to be enough? Or, you know, like, okay, if I want to go to this store, what am I going to need? And then, okay, if I want to go to like Alberta and mm. et cetera, right? So, because we're like, hey, how far can we take the product, right? Can we go ship this to like the States tomorrow? Yep. Right? And he's like, no, no, it's like meat product. Hey, you got to get your licensing in this and that. And then uh, allergens was a big thing, right? Because mm. it's like something that... um in the restaurant okay you did think about but you know there's a lot of cross-contamination there with with the food business uh production business it's very diff like it's like we, we could be very sensitive kind of what we're putting out there um yeah. uh make sure there's no cross-contamination if there are allergens like we need to have make sure that our allergen program you know takes care of you know everything and then there's no like kind of things kind of being cross-contaminated mm -hmm. so that was a big thing like, basically it's like everything because it's, it's it's a food uh a health inspector that comes into the restaurant they're looking at the operation making sure that okay uh, you're following the guidelines uh, according to you know the local food department uh, yeah so it's 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 good it's rigorous uh but at the end of the day um it doesn't compare to like you know a HACCP audit the auditors mm -hmm. looking at your suppliers there's a lot of paperwork right uh, yeah. a lot of traceability yeah um so it, it takes a long time to prepare for and um much harder than like a a an inspection a health a local uh, from a local health department like it's it's gay it's very different yeah 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 no absolutely and rightfully so you know it's such a sensitive product and you know all of these food-based products are and you know to get them onto the shelf takes a lot of time and care and you know making sure that everybody's safe across the board and not only that as you suggested early on for the buyers to have confidence in you and your product as well it means so much oh yeah it's just it's just with everything yeah talk to me a little bit about your marketing strategy how are you getting the word out there about your product? Um, so we do a lot of the social media uh, by ourselves, basically. We do social yeah. media by ourselves. Uh, yeah. A lot of our marketing's kind of been like at a grassroots level. It's interesting because like when we finally started scaling the business, um, COVID hit, right? So it was very hard to kind of meet in person. Uh, so we were doing a lot of farmers markets at that time. So I would say like kind of like grassroots, like getting yeah. from the customer. Uh, testing our product that way they they you know they would give us feedback directly or email us like you know the the review of it uh so that was that, that the farmers markets in one sense was marketing on its own mm. um they customers that liked our product helped us get into stores as well um we generated customers that way uh social media obviously facebook instagram uh, our website um we we have an online store as well where you can order uh products online yeah um, so that's the approach that we, we, we took, um, it's, it gets expensive, right? So it's like, obviously we want to kind of up that a little bit as we go on yeah, progress through this year. Um, but yeah, it's been basically at, like trade shows was another thing that, okay. Our first trade show that we were supposed to do was the healthy family expo yeah. uh, in 2020, I think it was like end of February or early March. Yeah. And obviously it got canceled just like everything else, yeah. you know, the world had changed. Uh, so it was interesting because, you know, we start taking off and then it's like things that people would normally be doing for their marketing, like trade shows uh, or demos. Yeah, uh, we weren't able to do. We get listed at, at in Georgia, uh, with the Georgia Main Food Group uh, in February, uh, February 2020. Yeah. Uh, so we do all these demos and then, you know, they're going well. Uh, we're setting promos with the stores. Uh, we're growing our uh, customer base, uh, our uh, the grocery listings. And then we're not able to do that right in March. Mm. So. 
that was definitely challenging. So, uh, but yeah, a lot of the stuff has been like on um, uh, social media and yep. working with like local, other local vendors trying to spread the word. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So yeah, you mentioned that, you know, you guys obviously got the business up and running prior to COVID and so much has changed in the world since then. And you're, we're mm-hmm. potentially coming out the other side of it now, or at least we've got an understanding of what the market looks like and the behavior right. of our consumers and so on. If you could go back, you know, to prior to the business launching, pretending that COVID wasn't about to hit. So sort of like, imagine you're launching the business now, yeah. what would be sort of the most critical thing that you would focus on? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Cause knowing what you know now yeah knowing what i know now it's 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 crazy like i feel like some pricing is like a big thing everything's like so Mm. uh inflated uh raw material pricing has gone up i don't know if there's anything we could have changed at that point because you know the price of your end product is the price of your product right and things are going up so people are adjusting their prices yeah Uh, so that's one thing that we kind of like take a bigger look at um I feel like our, our product kind of like was suited to like the COVID life. So that's, it kind of like weirdly helped that like, okay, people were in grocery stores buying products. Mm-hmm. This is a frozen product. You can use it. You don't have to go to the restaurant. Yeah. So it kind of like helped in a sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else we would do differently. It's, it's just, I guess we'd be more, honestly, if I knew it was coming, we'd probably like been uh, extra aggressive <laughs> Yeah. right before and did as much as we could like marketing wise meeting yeah. people getting in front of uh people's faces um or getting a product in front of people's faces yeah. and kind of push it i think that's yeah. that's all like we i think we could have really done yeah 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 exactly but if you were to sort of have a do-over so say you were about to you were sitting at the kitchen table again you were putting the product in the bag like that mvp that you took a photo and sent it to your dad if you were at that stage of the business again starting right now today was day one yeah but you had all of the knowledge that you have you know accumulated over the last couple of years or if someone say whispered in your ear and said hey mate i'm about to start a business what advice would you give me what advice would you give to somebody out there just getting going um I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd let them know that, you know, it's like frozen, frozen options are the thing that people are going to look at and looking at more now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's different because we, we, as I said, our business, we focused a lot on catering pre COVID and then, mm-hmm. you know, things are catering's opening up again. Yeah. Uh, but this is something that, you know, like make it uh, consumer friendly, uh, mm-hmm. something maybe that they can kind of take into the office, mm-hmm. uh, that they can kind of heat up there or, yeah. you know, keep, or, 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 or think about it in the sense that, okay, the, the product needs to be, uh, ex, you know, easy, easy to like warm up, easy, easy to, to cook yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what else I would. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's a tough one. Yeah. 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 A lot of people like, you know, when they've got a frozen product, they're tossing up between, is it a good thing to have a frozen product because of, you know, all of the distribution, you know, things that we have to take Mm -hmm. into account, like cold chain storage and, you know, refrigerated or frozen trucks and so on to get it from point A to point B versus a shelf stable product. Yeah. You know, where where are you at Now, now that you bring that up, that's one thing that I, that I would tell them be like, okay, if you, a frozen product does it does take a lot of work uh, yeah. like you just mentioned a bunch of yeah. things right there so that's one thing that i'd probably tell someone okay like and i've actually shared this information with people that have approached me I'm like hey if, if your, your product doesn't have to be like you know um 
temperature sensitive, frozen, mm-hmm. refrigerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, try going that way or try finding alternates because like, you know, a spice blend or there's so many things that you can do. Yeah, It's probably a little bit easier on the food safety side, mm-hmm. uh, less, less food risk and then easy logistics wise as well. Because yeah, mm-hmm. as you said, like the world's changed. Uh, logistics is getting harder day by day. Yeah. Uh, costs are increasing so it's like something that you know you can kind of like get out there without having to worry about being refrigerated or frozen mm-hmm. like look at that you know you know frozen is a good opportunity but like yeah. you know this is this might be you know uh, more options uh more flexibility yeah yeah no i hear you. and that's sort of basically the been the consensus as well yeah. So you're in roughly a hundred stores right now and I know that you're growing into um other provinces. So what's on the horizon for you guys? Um, yeah, we're working on a few projects right now. Actually, this past weekend, we've been working on something really cool with um, uh, vending machines, actually. So oh, cool. this is something that yeah. came about. Uh, shout out to Andrea and uh, Good to Grow. She's um, amazing, isn't she? Yeah, because yeah. this basically we were invited to pitch um, different institutions, try to take our product into like institutional uh, yeah. food service. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, even even. Uh, so she had uh, her and the minister of uh, agriculture. They kind of like uh, feed minister Lana Popham. To, yeah, they yep. yeah they put they put together a program and then shortlist a couple of local vendors. Yeah, uh, that 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 they thought might be suitable uh, yep. for this event. And it's it's funny actually. I don't think we were on the original list, or there was kind of like miscommunication. They uh, we were off the list, but like they thought we were on the list. So like right. I had seen her because we work with them with uh their uh bc local route our product yes. is is, yeah. is on there yeah and then yeah i was doing a delivery uh to their to their office and then they're like oh are you excited uh megan and andrea were both there and they're like oh uh excited for the pitch uh, working hard and i was like i was like oh yeah working hard but i didn't really know what they're talking about and, like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then i was like wait wait a second like uh, I, what do you mean what pitch and they're like oh the pitch right to the institutions and um i'm like uh oh i i'm like i don't think we're part of that and then they're like looking at each other they're like wait no you're part of that i'm like no i don't think we're i'm part of that and then they're like wait oh yeah i think we forgot <laughs> or something had happened yeah and he was like don't worry well we're, Good doing, catch. we're, yeah. we're gonna be doing another one yeah uh in the spring so okay. you'll be on that one i'm like okay yeah great so i had no idea even what they were talking about at right. that point yeah. Uh, and then I guess something had opened up or they made some arrangement <laughs> called, they emailed me a few days later and like, Hey, there's a good opportunity. We think your product could be, could be great at, uh, for this pitch. Right. Right. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Right. Um, so then, yeah. So we had pitched, um, different institutions. Um, there's universities and, uh, different organizations that were looking f- to promote, uh, local health, uh, local food from mm. BC mm-hmm. and, um, one, one uh, opportunity uh, came about from like uh, uh, the director of uh, SPU Ancillary Services, Sid Mehta. He he was really he really enjoyed our product. He had tried it, and he was like, "Hey, have you thought about vending machines? Uh, I want to bring you guys on campus uh, uh, in our vending machines." And I'm like, uh, "It's not something that I've thought about." Yeah, but sure we can make it happen he's like hey i can connect you with uh, different companies to kind of you know make this work i was like yeah sure why not right so yeah. it's like kind of like something that we didn't really think about but like hey if there's an opportunity we'll we'll do it right what format would it be would it be the pre-prepared meal like the actual in the tray yes. or the uh, in in the tray because yeah cool. it's basically kind of like you know they'd be basically warming up the product after yeah. buying it from a frozen vending yeah. machine right yeah. there on the spot so yeah so we had connected us uh to a few different companies and then it's interesting, like products 
that product, that project kind of like was put on the back burner. And then uh, one of the distributors that got involved, they really, they, uh, they had gotten feedback from Amazon that Amazon fulfillment centers are looking to increase their uh, South Asian offerings in mm -hmm. their warehouses. They have uh, micro markets. Yep. Um, so they have vending machines uh, in the in the micro markets, like frozen, uh, refrigerated, like uh, coolers, things like that. So uh, they're big warehouses. It's hard to kind of get food outside of the warehouse. So mm. you know they have a limited time to break. So it's, they had these options on uh, in in their warehouse where they can kind of just buy um, their product there, and then they have like a set of microwaves, warm it up, and then have it there. So the 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 workers in most a lot of these warehouses, uh, they're South Asian. And they kind of made the push, I guess, to, to Amazon, uh, like, hey, you know, our, our, I guess their needs are not being met or, you know, they want more options, more vegetarian mm -hmm. options, more mm -hmm. South Asian options, that kind of thing. Uh, so th this company, uh, they, the distributor connected us uh, to this opportunity and they're like, hey, uh, can you look at this? Can you do this? And I was like, yeah, sure, we can do this. So we gave, our first order actually went out last week. So Congratulations. Cool. So yeah, yeah, right now we're in uh, the Richmond Fulfillment Center. Yeah. Uh, our products, we have a few different SKUs there that, you know, the, that, that the employees can, can purchase. Yeah. yeah. So it's That's cool. awesome, man. Yeah. Like what a great value proposition for them to have something like we were talking before, like your products certified halal as well, which is something yeah. that I would imagine would bring a lot of value to people's lives in that space. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I mean, like just, you go into the regular grocery store, like you go to superstore and they've got a halal section, but I'm just trying to think like where I shop, I don't think there is a halal section there. And I guess it's really pitched on like where the consumer is at and what the consumer is demanding as well. Right. That's true. Yeah. And that's, I think that's been one thing that we've really brought value to uh, yeah. our, our business. It's one of our, our, our business is a value-based business where yeah. like, you know, we're promoting uh, halal products where yeah. we're trying to bring more awareness to this. Yeah. Uh, we're South Asian. We're trying to push uh, South Asian flavors. Yeah. So that's like a big part of our business. And then, you know, stores have been receptive to this, right? They're like, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, they want to know what's special about your product other than that, you know, it tastes good or, you know, yeah. those, those kind of uh, things. What else are you bringing to the table? We're like, Hey, you know, what? our product is halal. It's yeah. we're, we're a local company that is producing halal products. Yeah. And that's yep. actually huge. There's not too many of them that are doing it uh, at this level yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, I feel like there are a lot more coming, mm -hmm. but I feel like we've kind of been the first one to, to do this. Right. So it's mm -hmm. something that we're really proud of. Uh, and I feel like uh, our community is very proud of us for like, you know, pushing this forward. So uh, that's, that's, that's something really cool. You know, uh, the buyers are listening, uh, but you know, they need someone to kind of execute uh, this and provide them something. So, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to do that. Yeah, no, that's great. Mate, talk to me a little bit about innovation or, you know, the development of new SKUs because I'm looking right now. So you've got 10 individual SKUs, whether it's, you know, mm -hmm. the beef, felt, or sorry, let's go the butter chicken or, um, you know, the beef halim, for example. And then you've got the pre-prepared meals and you've got your naan breads and so on. But, you know, when you're looking at potential new SKUs or the flavor development or something like that, where do you go? Like, do you start back in the restaurant again and see what's popular there or where do you, what's your approach look like? Yeah, it's a good question. It's because it's, it's, it's interesting, like to bring a new product out takes a lot of work, yeah. um, a lot of testing uh, to make sure that we have all the ingredients, uh, nutrition labeling, mm -hmm. um, the labels and all that stuff. And, you know, obviously it needs to taste good, right? So it's yeah. like, there's a lot of stuff that we do at our restaurant that we are like, okay, potentially we can move to like a, a frozen product. So there's a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of feedback actually from, from customers 
Uh, we're at the Planted Expo. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I wouldn't imagine us being at uh, two, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, but we were there and then, you know, we have a current uh, uh, line of vegan products. You know, yeah. we have veggie biryani, we have our chana masala. There's a few other things that we've added uh, actually um, with the pre-prepared meals. Right. Uh, like a, a lentils, like a dal chao. So dal chao is basically lentils with rice. So it's a traditional South Asian uh, lunch item mm. that, you know, people like to have like light, very healthy. Yeah. Um, and there's a few other things that we're working on as well. So that's, that's something that the customer has actually told us that like, you know what, that because we're like, okay, we can make this, but we, we never, we never thought that this is what the customer wanted, but yeah. this is what the customer wanted. The, this vegetarian vegan industry is growing. Yeah. And a lot of our products actually are just naturally they're vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. And then, you know, there's, that's just, we're not really having to like make some innovation mm. to it. It's just, it's just how it is. And that's how people want it. So mm. But it's just something that we didn't really think about until the customer told us. So that's mm. that's one avenue that that we're expanding. And then even with the trays, uh, our pouches, uh, they're they're heat and serve. So like yeah. you kind of like you know buy them, take them home. You can warm them up on a on a stove and then you yeah. know make a meal out of it. Yeah. So that product is different than like uh, uh, the pre prepared the trays, right? Because mm. now you have rice uh, and and the curry and the chicken. Uh, all together so you know it's just one serving you just warm it up so it's like a different skew altogether so yeah. that takes a lot of work it's the same similar product but yep. it's, like, it's, it's a different setup to make that product yeah yeah for sure yeah so mate where do you look for uh inspiration are you looking out on the grocery shelf to see what your competitors are doing or we mentioned trade shows before or where do you look online um yeah that's true in the, i spent a lot of time actually in grocery stores uh before we even launched our product so that was yep. one of like the testing guns right there like a lot of it was like university basically because mm. it's like you go grocery shopping um everyone goes grocery shopping but i'm like hey you, the way that i was doing grocery shopping pre-launching brackets was like you know in a different different method i was like you know looking at pricing very closely comparing it to like other grocery stores same products seeing yeah. what's selling there yeah. even uh what's sections right i'm like okay what product what section is our product going to go in, yeah. in in the freezer or you know uh, what's the difference between the freezer and the refrigerator so mm -hmm. that that was definitely an area that we definitely looked at like going into a grocery store and doing research mm -hmm. in that sense um online people are doing different things uh, um you know the, everyone's innovating right now so mm -hmm. it's like hey look at something that like might not be relevant to your what you're doing but i'm like hey this is something that you know maybe we can you know uh, cross work into uh what we're doing and you know kind mm -hmm. of like uh add something to it that way so there's a lot of inspiration out there it's like you, you know you just gotta like do it right and have an open mind to it mm -hmm. i feel like some people uh, okay, like, okay, this is my product and this is how I'm going to sell it. And then that's, and that's fine. Right. Because, you know, that's what they want to do. I feel like with us, we're like, okay, opportunities have come to us and they're like, Hey, have you thought about this? Like the vending machines, right. They're like, Hey, have mm -hmm. you thought about this? And I'm like, we haven't thought about it, but I'm willing to think about it. So it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. We have another opportunity coming up this weekend or the, on this Friday, we're actually going to be at the Lululemon warehouse. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So this is an opportunity similar to the Amazon one uh similar kind of idea you know they want new products exciting products so mm -hmm. we're like hey you know what we can do this why not right yeah um, yeah yeah uh institutions as well like uh we just started uh food service bags as well it's something that had kind of taken off oh like the, a larger the, format yeah yeah the cool. the pitch that we had done um uh with uh with andrea's uh program mm -hmm. Um, we're working with Vancouver Island University. They, they actually are using our products right now in food service bags and they're like curry station. 
Yeah. Uh, I guess in their cafeteria, they have like some setup where like, you know, it's already like kind of warmed up for them. That's they the Nanaimo, the Nanaimo campus? Nanaimo campus. Yeah, I'm familiar yeah. So with right it. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, right now the products are there as well. So we're looking yeah. at a few different, uh, yeah. we're trying to add more universities to, to that offering. So yeah, that's another format that our product is being sold in. Yeah. So yeah, it's just keeping your mind open, right? Yeah, totally. You never know what opportunity will present itself. But, right. you know, when you're thinking strategically, or if you're looking down in other markets, like down in the States, do you see other yeah. businesses sort of like leading the path and you're like, oh man, they're doing some really cool things and we can potentially, you know, utilize some of the things that they're doing and put our own spin on it. Or, you know, what other markets are you looking in? Yeah, the the States is definitely a huge thing. I feel mm. like it's, yeah, you don't have to look too far to see what people are doing. Like yeah. States, even in Toronto, like I, I was in Toronto a couple of years ago, um, and I'd love to go again to see kind of what they're doing now. But even then, like the food scene was completely different, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's very, int- it's important to kind of get out there and see yeah. what other people are doing and kind yeah. of like bringing it back. Like, um, yeah, you look at all these different cities in the States, uh, you go across, like, especially like the halal food industry in like Toronto or in the UK, uh, across the yeah. world is very different yeah. than it is here, right? Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah. And people don't understand halal food. Uh, I have friends that I've grown up with that, that are close to me and they still don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think that, you know, halal food is just strictly like a, a, a doner or a shawarma, a Middle Eastern food, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, it's I, halal is more of a dietary, uh, it's, it's a need, it's a requirement, it's not a cuisine, right? Right. Uh, like uh, Indian food doesn't have to be halal, but it can be halal, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Same with like a burger, right? Yeah. Like some people don't understand that. Uh, so yeah, that's another thing that we're trying to like help bring awareness to, right? You know, it's very similar to kosher. People under, seem to seem to understand kosher yeah. a lot more, but you know, there's not many differences between kosher and halal. So it's like something that we're kind of speaking to as well. Yeah. As and educating the business. consumer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, mate, there is so much that we can discuss and I'm not too sure, too sure where to take the conversation because we could take it in any direction right now and have some fun with it. I'd like to sort of have a chat with you about some of the biggest mistakes you've made and not like a negative mistake, but like a mistake mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, that didn't work. And we're happy to sort of nip it in the bud and take this into a new direction. Do you have any stories like that? Uh, yeah. You know, it's like being in business every day. I feel like there's something that like, you know, we reflect on and there's like, yeah. hey, I could have done this differently. Yeah. Uh, there's always like a challenge. Um, even when we had started, like, I, f- I feel like, we we did some things we i was very careful with what we did some things we kind of like uh moved too quickly in uh it was just funny like we when we had done uh the designing for our product and we're kind of bringing it to market we're kind of looking at like you know uh, stores that like a product kind of could fit at and i remember going into like whole foods um for the first time uh with our with our product I don't even know if we had the sample of the product. Uh, we didn't even have the business cards ready for for Baraka Eats yet. I was still yeah. using Goldberg Restaurant business yeah. cards, so it's 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 it was early just, it's just funny. Yeah, yeah, early days, very early days. But like you know, we kind of like we're like okay, I identified uh, the exact spot in their freezer section uh, where I think our product could potentially fit. So like I'm like okay, let's go talk to somebody and let's try to get this done right. And I had no. No idea, kind of like what we're doing at that point, how listings worked, and then so we went to the customer service section, and then I'm like, hey, I want to speak to like a manager, and they're like, oh, okay, about what? And I'm like, hey, I have a product, you know, um, it's gonna sell, and then this is what it is, and then they're like, where, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, this is like a big moment right here. I'm like, I don't even know where I'm from because <laughs> I'm like, hey, like 
I'm like, oh, he's not going to know what Baraka Eats is because no one knows what Baraka Eats is yeah. yet, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, but he might know the restaurant or if I give him reference to the restaurant, here's my business, here's my business card, he can take it, right? I'm like, it's it just sounds so stupid now, but it's something that, you know, it was, yeah. it, people do, it's part of the journey, right? Uh, so he's like, uh, okay, so he, he, he calls his manager reluctantly and then I don't know what they say, but obviously they're trying to get me the hell out of there, right? So he's like, uh, okay, leave your card. And then they'll contact you. I'm like, okay, sure, perfect. Uh, I'm like, can I get like your card or the manager's card or someone's yeah. card? And like, no, no, they'll contact you. So we'll like at that point, yeah, 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 yeah. At that point, I'm like, yeah, I, I know what I, what I had done. You know, yeah. I just made a fool out of myself. And it's funny that okay, that was small little blunder, but like you know, it's just it's part of the journey, right? I, yeah. We've learned a lot from that small experience. Um, and like two years later, Whole Foods is calling us, right? And you know, mm-hmm. bringing our products and onto their shelves, right? So it's you know, it's, it's part of the journey. So it's like that uh i had made when we were launching our our even uh our, our printed bags i messed up on a size um we we the size that we we're working with uh pre-printing i was like okay yep. you know what like if we cut it down from here a little bit or we do this you know it'll probably fit a little bit better on the shelf so the like you know hut? things yeah uh, sorry was yeah. it the zipper hut that screwed you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm like hey i can get rid of that like yeah. you don't need it right because yeah. you know product isn't going in there and then yeah. we printed like a thousand know, like ten thousand bags right a couple different thousands of like yeah. different skews yeah. anyway so it comes back and i'm like oh product doesn't even fit because now we got to put it in the ceiling machine right yeah. and you need space yeah to seal it right so yeah. it's like uh that was a learning experience like you know even though we, we were doing business and then we are experienced in business like you know these things happen right yeah. so yeah uh that was definitely one thing um that was like okay like i felt miserable about like for a couple of days but i was like hey you know what like we just learned from this and we'll take it forward right yeah uh even with the restaurant right like people uh they were asking us like hey what's going on with business right when we were um we had three locations now uh we had moved to two at that time we were launching this and then you know when this is really taking off uh i was like hey I was spending a lot of time at our Vancouver location. I'm like, Hey, I can't be doing kind of both. I need to kind of be on the floor for this project to move forward. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, let's, let's sell this. And, you know, we'll, we'll stick to the one location. It's close to the restaurant. So it's kind of manageable. Right. Uh, so people were looking at that as like a failure, right? I didn't look at that as a failure. I was like, Hey, this is just a business decision that, you know, we are making because, you know, we, we are trying to shape uh, kind of the future of what we're yeah. doing. Right. Yeah. And then, but, the, but that's not how, people looked at it right and I don't blame them because they're like oh, okay you know what like uh, restaurants closing business isn't doing well I'm like no that's not it this it's is a strategic decision yeah strategic decision 100% yeah. so it's yeah, like yeah. it's like I, I don't look at any of these things as failure it's like definitely learning experiences yeah. and it's like I think you have to look at it as like something that you can learn from kind of yeah. take um and yeah like it's like day to day we do so many things that I'm like okay like I wish we did this way should that way but it's like hey like you do have to make decisions and yep. they're not always going to be perfect. Right. So, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you need to make them and you need to make sure that you learn and you don't make the same mistakes again. Right. It, it honestly, just like we were talking about your MBA, like it's the only way to learn is to, you know, only get way. your hands dirty, make mistakes. Only way. It really is. Isn't it? Yeah. Same as being a parent and, you know, teaching you kids yeah. these moments, like you've <laughs> got to expect them to make mistakes. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the same way. So yeah. all those skills and traits, they carry over it. Right. It's yeah. interesting. It is, mate. I you're kind of active on LinkedIn. I see you out and about there, and you know LinkedIn is such a great network to sort of you know get a good understanding of who your peers are out there. Do you connect with anyone, or do you have you know conversations with people that are in a similar space to you right now? 
Um, yeah, a few, but I feel like, yeah, I, sh- I, I could use that space more because it's yeah. like, um, some of us are in similar positions, uh, yeah. growing and it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, uh, no one has all the answers, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, a group of people, uh, if you put their minds together, it's, it's crazy of like things that you can come out with. Yeah. Uh, we do a lot of connecting at the farmer's markets with like yeah. vendors that like, you know, we're beside or like that we've seen. And then, you know, they, we, we share whatever tips that, you know, we, that, that we've come across or that we've learned. And then, you know, come people come to us and like, Hey, where'd you get this or idea or, you know, this and that, or how'd you talk to this person and then vice versa. Right. So it's like, yeah. uh, connecting is very important and it's, it's, I've had people come to us and like the same thing, like, like, I want to watch this business. I want to do this. I'm like, Hey, get your hands dirty, uh, you know, figure out kind of what you're doing. And then, you know, connect, right? So like, I can give you feedback, but like, you know, you have to get your hands dirty as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing is written out in a book where you yeah. can kind of just take and then learn. Uh, yeah. This is like, you got to pull things right from different mm-hmm. directions. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely something that's critical. Like if you're like talking to people, uh, one of our first um, listings, uh, at a, our first listing on a chain was Fairway Market. So it's interesting how this happened uh, on the uh, Fairway Market has 10 locations on uh, Vancouver Island. Yep. Uh, it's a nice, uh, a good local grocery store, uh, that I wasn't even aware of. Um, cause obviously we live, uh, on the mainland, uh, my dad, this is something that I learned from my dad that, you know, connecting with people is important. Sharing what you're doing is important because you mm-hmm. don't know where that person on the other side can help you out. Yeah. Yeah. There was one incident a couple of years ago when we had first launched the product. Uh, one of his, uh, customers, uh, used to, he, he, he does some business on, on the mainland. So he'd come back and forth. So he, anyways, he was visiting from Victoria and he, he was asking, it was just having conversation with my dad. Hey, what's new. My dad's like, Oh, we just started this product. And then, uh, he's like looking at it and he actually had some, uh, CPG experience, hmm. uh, that he, he, he had done work with, uh, and he was like shipping product all across, uh, North America. So my, da- my dad knew that, but I don't think that was, uh, he didn't know if this was going to kind of lead to anything, but he's yeah. just kind of sharing it because he's like asking what's new. Right. And he's like, Oh, this is interesting. Right. I haven't seen anything like this. He's like, let me try it out. tries it out. And the only reason he was there uh, that day uh, for, for that lunch at the restaurant was because there was a uh, heavy winds. Mm. Uh, so the ferry were canceled oh, right. for, that, yeah, for, that, for that day. Yeah, yeah. Delayed. So he was there for the weekend anyway. So he, he, so otherwise he probably would have gone anyway. So they connected, they were talking and he's like, Oh, I think I can help you out. Like we can get you into some grocery stores uh, on the island, right? And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. He's like telling me about this uh, chain that he's like, he's familiar with. He knows some of the buyers there. He's like, I can help you out, right? Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay. And my dad comes and tells me about this. I'm like, okay. I uh, tells me the name. It's like Fairway Market. I Google it. I'm like, oh, wow, it's 10 locations. Like, you know, big store. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's do this, right? Uh, customer contacts us like a few days later and, you know, set something up at, at the, uh, with the buyer uh, at their head office. We go for a tasting um and then yeah next thing you know we're listed at fairway market and it's like he he just did it because you know he was just trying to help us out but it was yeah. literally just that one conversation that my yeah. dad had with him made it happen otherwise yeah. you know we didn't even know what fairway market was yeah. right so yeah, yeah and it's 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 great that was our first first uh multiple listing right 10 locations yeah uh definitely just from a connection right yeah no oh, it's amazing and it really is just like that's the way the world works like you could call them golden moments uh you know, they just, sometimes the stars align and those are the, yeah. meant to be. Yeah. Totally believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, you get a reputation, you get into some retail stores and then it just grows from there because, you know, it validates you, it validates the business and the product and, and so on. It just snowballs. 
hundred percent. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds to me, hundred percent. It sounds to me like you've worked with a few coaches. You mentioned a consultant earlier on, and then um, that, you know, uh, also worked in the location with the business that was in the location you're in right now prior. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've also worked with Adria, um, Andrea as well. So tell me about the value that you see in working with a coach or a, uh, a consultant. Uh, there's so much value. Um, I feel like they kind of see things differently than you do. Obviously, you have a vision for your business, but yeah. they're able to kind of identify maybe holes and areas of improvement that, you know, that you don't see because you're just seeing everything every day, right? So they're looking at it from a different vision. They have more experience. They have, they're working with other businesses. So there's something that, you know, that they kind of even pull from another business. Like, you know, they don't have to be similar businesses, but it's yeah. like, they, the concepts are the same, right? You know, yeah. they're very identical. So it's like uh, with the food safety, it was like, okay, he, he was able to foresee uh, issues that we might have moving forward if we continue doing things the same way that we were doing. So it's like, okay, you know, change that, corrected that, right? Yeah. So, and that, it really changes your attitude, right? So we're like, okay, we, our confidence is up because we're like, okay, hey, there's someone overlooking this um okay if we're doing something wrong they're able to kind of uh, suggest some improvement or um you know make some connection that could help us out so mm -hmm. I, I i really believe in it like it's it's it, it has to be the right people though yeah because uh, I've, I've worked with people where it's like okay they they're doing what they need to do and it's just you know just general uh formula yeah uh, one size fits all and yeah. you know it doesn't right like you yeah. know everything is 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 different from there's nuance for every product yeah, yeah. exactly there's nuances uh, so it has to be the right people that you're working with. Uh, and you have to make sure that the relationship, like, you know, is, is a good relationship. Mm. Uh, but I do suggest like, you know, uh, teaming up uh, with someone that's, you know, uh, an expert or has, or, or knows more than you, you know, yeah. uh, in, in, in the area that you're looking at improving. Yeah, no, it makes so much sense, mate. I, uh, that is definitely a common theme on this podcast as well, you know, and if you change things up, would you have got a consultant in earlier or at what stage did you bring someone in to assist? um so honestly food safety like we were we were That's on right. the go at the beginning right from um, the start yeah a lot of the other stuff like feel like um now i feel like we were probably gonna need more help in mm. certain other areas yep. uh we've had uh brokers reach out to us assist us with like sales and things like that um but it's like I've liked the way we've done things mm. uh, because it's like, I've really got to get my own hands dirty. We've all got our hands dirty and, you know, we've, we made mistakes and we've learned from those mistakes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Hey, it's, it's, we've really kind of built a bigger connection with, with the brand. And it's like, yeah. Hey, I've loved this approach. Like, Hey, we've taken steps. Uh, so that part has been good that I feel like we've, we've, we've gotten help where we've, we've needed to get help. Uh, so that's been important that we've grasped onto those opportunities. But yeah. at the same time, like, I feel like, at the end of the day, you need to do the work yourself, right? Yeah. Or you need to figure out kind of where you're taking this. Yeah. So it's like, I think we've done a good job that of like, you know, balancing both sides out that, you know, uh, getting help where we need to do get help and then, yeah. you know, making the decisions that we feel need we needed to make uh, at, the, at the points that we need to make them. That's perfect. Last question, mate. If we were to fast forward a year from now and you could say to me that you'd had your best year ever, what would you have accomplished? Ooh, good question. Uh, we're in, we're in a stage where it's like growth is, is a huge part right now. We've done a lot of the, the basic groundwork. It's like, you know, when you're building a house, you do the foundation yep. um, and then that takes time. Right. And then, you know, everything kind of comes up from there and then, you know, then you have your finished project. Um, so we're nowhere near being finished. Uh, we're in a growth phase. Um, we're over 
115, 20 stores now uh, where product is sold in grocery stores. I'd like to like increase that, like, you know, massively, like by the end of this year, uh, that, so it's like our, our business has taken an interesting shift where there's three different divisions. Now you yeah. have like the grocery side, you have yep. food service side, uh, and then you have this whole, uh, vending machines concept. So it's like, uh, scaling this, uh, definitely is, 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 is a big target this year, uh, growing mm. those accounts and taking care of the current accounts as well. Uh, not to forget on uh, the relationships that we've built and I've been working on uh, and then moving on um, outer province. Uh, we're in a few stores in Alberta now. Yeah. Uh, so looking at growing uh, those accounts and pushing, pushing uh, a little bit uh, out that way uh, growth, hundred percent, it's growth. Like definitely like, it's like, you know, um, looking harder at our equipment mm -hmm. uh, that we have in place, uh, making sure that, what we need moving forward is, is there, yeah. uh, even space, uh, our current space, like I feel like we're outgrowing it. So that's mm -hmm. like a good problem to have, but it's yeah. like also like, you know, it's hard to find space, uh, anywhere right now. Yeah, it really price is. of everything is going yeah. up. So yeah. that's, that's one place. That's one thing on our agenda, uh, looking at that as well. So it's, yeah, it's basically those three things, definitely equipment, land and, yeah. and growth in terms of sales. Well, that's accounts. awesome, man. Yeah, we'll bring on the next 12 months. I'm sure it's all going to come to fruition for you. For sure, let's hope so, yeah. It will, mate. Um, if anybody wanted to get in touch, what's the best way? Um, yeah, LinkedIn's a great way of connecting. Um, uh, we're on social media. You can message our social media account, baraka.eats. Uh, our family handles the account. So like, I'll, uh, if you want to reach out, like, I'll definitely, uh, we can connect that way. Uh, any of our social media, Facebook, uh, you can email me uh rushk at um yeah so yeah go on our website you can shoot us some matches that way as well yeah yeah perfect i'll put all of that down in the show notes for everybody so just scroll on down and click on the for link sure. awesome mate well look thank you so much for your time it's a great story and i'm excited to watch the further progression and growth of baraka eats thanks aiden appreciate you yeah. thank you no worries mate take care bye bye thanks for listening today if you have any questions from today's episode or would like to know more about what I can do to help you achieve your packaging vision, you can reach me directly at Hayden at thepackheavypodcast.com. You could DM me on Instagram at thepackheavypodcast, or we could also connect on LinkedIn and start a conversation there. I'll see you next week.